My mind rebels at stagnation. Give me problems. Give me work. Give me the most abstruse cryptogram or the most intricate analysis, and I am in my own proper atmosphere. But I abhor the dull routine of existence. I crave for mental exaltation. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Hosted by Dan Mickle and brought to you by Soul Performance Academy. This is the podcast that answers your questions on mental performance training and takes a deeper dive into the world of performance psychology. You can reach us at podcast at properatmosphere.com or across all social media at 717soul. We look forward to hearing from you and now on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Proper Atmosphere Podcast, powered by Soul Performance Academy. I am your host, Dan Mickle. The Proper Atmosphere is a weekly podcast focused on answering your questions about mental performance, coaching, and lifelong learning. The Proper Atmosphere is proud to be sponsored by ICN Athletics. It's called Normal Athletics. ICN Athletics makes the extraordinary ordinary through adaptive beach volleyball. Everyone should have the opportunity to enjoy and excel at this sport, and ICN offers the programs and education to make it normal for adaptive athletes to play on any court. Help them make beach volleyball court place for everybody. For more information or to make a donation to the 501c3, please visit icnathletics.com. Thank you, and they'll see you in the sand. And as always, thank you to John and Dave and everyone at It's Called Normal Athletics for their sponsorship and everything that they are doing out there with adaptive athletes and the beach volleyball world. It is amazing. All right, let's dive right into it. This week's episode, episode 16, we have an email from Chris, who is a golfer from Florida. And first off, before we even get into it, Chris, I hope you are safe and doing well with the effects of Hurricane Ian that came through. I do not know where you're at in Florida, but our thoughts are with you and hope that you and your family and your friends and community are all safe and doing well. So Chris writes, I find myself paralyzed by the fear of failing. At times I don't even try because I am so scared to fail. Help me, please. Well, Chris, the good news is this is not that uncommon. Fear of failure is probably one of the biggest challenges that we face, especially in the youth sport world. But it affects all levels, and it's not just related to sports. It affects a lot of people on their day-to-day jobs, salesmen, ad executives, you know, whatever your work may be. A lot of people have a fear of failing and end up being paralyzed. So you are not alone, um, which is a good thing, which means there's a lot of ways to get help and a lot of resources that you'll be able to use and find to help you out. You know, fear is interesting because fear serves a very good purpose. Fear is what keeps us, you know, from burning our hands on a hot stove 
or running back into a burning house. It's that fear that keeps us safe. And in primal days, as a young species, it's probably what kept us from getting eaten by who knows what dinosaurs and tigers and woolly mammoths and all that great stuff. You know, our fear is what held us back. But as we have developed and evolved over time, we don't need that much of a safety net, but yet our brain is still kind of biologically wired that way. And then you add in the fact that throughout life and a lot of things that we do, fear is used as a motivator. And the problem with fear as a motivator is while it may work, it is a very short term fix and actually causes probably more long term damage than the short-term benefit that it has. Um, a, a good way to think about it is, you know, every time around April and May, we see all the ads or all, you know, the personal trainers and gym instructors start telling us, hey, you need to get in the gym and work in because bathing suit season's coming. You know, and they're using that fear of of being out in public with, you know, our bodies and, and almost body shaming. I, I know that they're not trying to do that. Um, and I'm not saying that personal trainers are bad by any stretch of imagination. I think they are wonderful people. And I have a bunch of friends that are trainers um, and, and I really do support them. Um, it's just an example of, of one of the ways that happens almost on a daily basis. That That's going to help us get those extra 10 reps out in the gym, right? Our football coach is yelling at us. And using fear as a motivator to get, to get those extra reps in, those extra burpees in, or to push and run through a play a little bit more. But what then happens is we end up developing that long-term fear. And now we associate failure with having things taken away. Or if I don't work out, then I'm not going to look good in my bathing suit. And then everyone's going to make fun of me and I'm going to be shamed. So <clears throat> we have to weigh the value of using fear as a motivator. And that's what ends up conditioning us as we go along our journeys in our past to have this fear of failure that really makes us do freeze because we're afraid that, you know, we're not going to be accepted if we fail. And, the you know, pardon me for clearing my throat there. Um, and, and part of the problem that we have then is if we have so much fear, then there's times that we just don't even try. You know, we won't even get out of bed and attempt to do anything because we're so scared. We just assume we're going to fail. So why even try? So that's where we run into it. And and Chris, I'm guessing that might be where you're at. You know, you say that you don't even try to get better at times because you're afraid to fail and you're afraid to get out of that comfort zone. And and that's pretty one of the end stages of, of what we run into with fear is we just stop trying and stop doing because of that fear. So. How do we fix it? And this is a topic that we can spend weeks on um, with my clients. It's a multi-session situation usually, so there aren't quick fixes. I mean, there are some little things that we can do to help, but you need to start and understand right from the get-go that this is a process. This isn't a, hey, I'm gonna make this one little change and everything's going to be perfect. It's something that you're going to have to work at on a regular basis and almost deprogram how you've been programmed probably your whole childhood through the education system and through sports and, and coaching. Again, not saying that they are all bad, just saying that these are the unintended consequences of some of the ways that we've been instructed or we've been taught over the years. One of the things that I really like to do first is we need to come up with a plan 
what are you actually trying to accomplish? Because a lot of the fear comes from the unknown and the uncertainty and the doubt. So let's try and eliminate that. It says, you know, that you're a golfer and, you know, you paralyze yourself by this fear of failing. So what is your end goal as a golfer? Do you want to golf in college? Do you want to try and make the PGA? You know, there's a lot of things that we need to look at, but but let's first take that look and see, okay, what is the end goal and what's the plan? And then let's work backwards. Okay, I want to be on the PGA. Well, how's that going to happen? If I'm going to be on the PGA by the time I'm 28, then I want to be on a Division One golf team in college. Okay, well, how do I get to be on the Division One golf team in college? I have to be one of the top golfers in my state or in my area. And to do that, then I need to, you know, have this amount of practice. So see, we kind of make a roadmap, but we start with our end goal in mind and work our way back to figure out how we get there. And now that we know that we have a plan, we have something to kind of motivate and and work towards instead of using that fear and, you know, pushing through the fear and the fear of failure as a motivator, we're going to actually look at the positive of this is my goal, this is what I'm working towards and using that as the motivator. So that's that's my step number one. We wanna come up with a pan. Step number two is kind of key for me and it, it's new for me. I, I'm, I know this concept has been around for a while, but I've never really used this much until the last couple years. But we need to celebrate the small wins more. You know, we are so quick to jump on ourselves when we have failures or shortcomings. We fall short of our goals and, you know, we mentally fight with ourselves or even our support groups fights, our teammates fight when we fall short. But how many times do we celebrate when we're doing things right? It's almost like, oh, well, that's expected. I've worked hard to do this and it happens. So why should I? I mean, this is just the result that I wanted. So why should I celebrate it? And I think that is something that we need to celebrate a little bit more. So for example, for you, if you're putting and you know, you're struggling with those 10 foot to 20 foot putts and you practice and you practice and you practice and finally you start to get consistent with hitting them and reading them and, and sinking those putts, maybe the old way of you is like, well, of course I'm making it now because I've put in hundreds of hours trying to fix this. But we really need to celebrate it. Like, man, this is a huge accomplishment. I'm finally at the point where I'm doing this correctly. I got this skill down. All this work paid off. So we need to swip the, flip that switch of, well, it's expected and I've been working for it too. Man, this is awesome because I did it. And we need to really celebrate all those small wins. Maybe, you know, you're bringing your, your, your score down um, in golf. Okay, well, I've been practicing five days a week. I would hope my score goes down and we don't celebrate it. And that's the opposite. We need to really like, man, this is awesome. I dropped two strokes off my score this week. I'm consistently lowering my score. That's awesome. And we need to celebrate that. All right, so that's step number two. Step number three is a big one. So we all have this inner critic in our head. So what we need to do is put that inner critic on trial. When that little voice in our head starts saying, oh, you can't do this, you're no good, you stink at this, we need to put it on trial and tell it, no, this is why. I'm going to make this because I've been practicing five hours a week. I've been focusing on this skill. I've been working really hard at this, so I'm not going to fail. You just want to take the easy way out because you're my inner critic and you're negative all the time. 
but here's the evidence and here's why I'm going to succeed. I got a coach that's helping me. We're focused on this skill. I've been putting the, the time and effort in, so I am actually going to sink this putt. And that's how we do it. We just fight with ourselves. We put the inner critic in our mind on trial to prove why it's wrong and how we're not going to fail. And then lastly, my suggestion is ask for help. Again, I don't know what it is with athletes, but sometimes when we struggle, we tend to go in the shell and we don't ask for help. And it doesn't just have to be your coaches. Maybe it's a peer. Maybe it's another player that's doing something better than you. Hey, man, how did you figure this out? What did you do to overcome this? And that's what we have to look at. Too many times, even in team sports, too many times we go in a shell and we're afraid to ask for help. We wait for the coach to give us that feedback when we can either go up to the coach and ask, or again, we ask a peer or we ask someone that's not even on your team, someone outside the group. Hey, what do you think about this? This is how I'm feeling. What do you see as an outsider? But we don't have to do all of this alone. And we have to get out of that mindset that it's weak to ask for help. That's why people are here. That's why you have a support system is to ask them for help. So Chris, those are my steps. Those are the four items that I think can help you out. And again, it's going to be a process and you have to start and build on it. So a plan will help. We all have that inner critic in our head that we need to fight and put on trial. We have to celebrate the small victories and little wins a lot more. Make them a big deal. I don't care if it even seems like, well, I should have made that. Celebrate it. If it's a victory, celebrate it. Because if it's a failure, you're going to be hard on yourself. So let's counteract that by being overly positive on the good things that happen. And lastly, ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask someone for help. All right, everyone. That is it for episode 16, Fear of Failure of the proper atmosphere. Don't forget, you can email us your questions or comments at podcast at properatmosphere.com. You can hit me up across all my social media at Real Dan Mickle. Again, that's at Real Dan Mickle. I love hearing from you, answering your questions, and we'll love to have this conversation. And you can reach out to Soul Performance Academy across all social media at 717Soul. Don't forget to visit our awesome sponsors. It's called Normal Athletics, icnathletics.com. And please, please, please like, share, comment, retreat, spread the word of this podcast, and let's keep these discussions going and keep these questions coming. I love these questions that I'm getting, and I'm putting them on the queue so we can try and hit them all. But I don't ever want that to dry, you know, dry out. So send us your thoughts. Again, social media, email, however you want. But I would appreciate it if you would rate us on iTunes and Google Play. Like us, share us, hit us up on Pandora, Spotify, Amazon, Tuned In, Apple, Apple Music, iPod, um, and on Google Play. Would love for you to spread the word. And feel free to share this across all social media, Facebook, Twitter, all that great stuff. But again, peace. Much love, don't suck, and we'll see you back here next week for the next episode of The Proper Atmosphere. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Proper Atmosphere, hosted by Dan Mickle and presented by Soul Performance Academy. 
Please send all your questions, comments, or inquiries to podcast at properatmosphere.com or reach out to us across all social media at 717soul. We look forward to answering your questions in future episodes. And remember, you can listen to The Proper Atmosphere on any popular podcast service such as Google Play, iTunes, Pandora, and Spotify. Thank you and have a great day.